0: Hello, my beloved turtle doves, and welcome back to the non Presenting Podcast. If you're listening for the first time, this is a podcast where I, your host, Aurelia Sinclair, talk about tarot, opinions, things that have been happening in my life, um, Reddit, MIDR soul stories and more. And um, I'll start this episode by just giving you a little update about my life. Um, It's been really hot in Melbourne, and as I'm recording this in the studio, also known as my living room, the blinds are down, the dog is sleeping, and I had a really beautiful week with my wife, who's currently here for a break from her very demanding job of being, being an actor in Sydney, and I've been doing a few tarot readings this week, actually, so I'm feeling really confident and good in in that because sometimes I don't do a reading for myself every week aside from the podcast. And when I do, then I feel like I feel more connected to it. And with that, let's get into our card for this week. As always, there's a tarot reading and I hope it resonates with you in some way. If it does, as always, feel free to send me a message on Instagram at the non-Dairy Presenting Pod, at non-Dairy Presenting Pod on Instagram. Alright, let's get into it. The card for this week is the Two of Swords, and this card came up reversed in this reading. It depicts a person who is blindfolded sitting in the, on a chair in the foreground of the card holding two swords crossed across their chest. And the swords are both sort of balanced, pointing up in the sky. There's the moon and it's a, like a new moon. In the background is water. Water and generally stands for emotions. There are some like islands and in the background. And yeah, the person, like I said, is blindfolded. This is the two of swords. The swords is the suit of um, air signs example Aquarius, Gemini and Libra. We're currently in Aquarius season and this card came up upside down. So what does it mean? I think the two swords stand for two options that you have to choose between and the blindfold indicates that you can't see where either option is going to go. So it's not entirely open and clear what is going to happen or which Path or decision should be taken, you know, because sometimes you might be thinking about two options that are at hand, and one is more obviously clear and better than the other. You know, you're like this or that, and you're kind of already leaning towards one thing, but this card kind of indicates that you're really torn and you're really sort of stuck in the middle without a clear decision. And that is also heightened by the card being upside down. So you're really unclear about where to go, difficult decision, no clarity. And then the water in the background, there might be really high stakes and emotional stakes involved in either path you may take. And also, you might just be overwhelmed, which is why your eyes are kind of closed and you can't clearly see what's supposed to happen next and i feel this way pretty regularly i'd say where i'm stuck where i'm impatient where i'm trying to make the best decision that i can but for some reason both options seem good or sometimes both options are bad and you're really like stuck between a rock and the hard place as they say um also the sort of rocks and islands in the background um, in the water signifying that it's not as clear as you'd like it to be so even though it is highly emotional um, and being guided by your intuition and emotions isn't a bad thing it might not be as clear as it is sometimes for you because for me for example if my heart really pulls me a certain way I like to go with that just because it'll feel good and right and like I'm guided by my intuition. Um, but in this case, the intuition might not be as clear as you'd like it to be. Also, the moon, um, I mean, it is a new moon in Aquarius. Um, and the moon, I think, is also related to your emotions and intuition and the water, um, the ocean, the ocean changes with the moon so i think this is an invitation and encouraging to lean into the spiritual and emotional side of your decision making obviously you know still have to use your head as well but if you're at a crossroads and you have choices to make don't be afraid to ask others that whose opinion you trust I need to do that more because I trust my own judgment so strongly that I rarely ask for advice from others. And when I ask for advice from others, I usually have already made up my mind. But sometimes it's just good to get other opinions in because you are blindfolded. You can't see as clearly as somebody who might be not in the situation can. And yeah, I mean, that's really all you can do when you're unclear on what to do. And stuck at a at a fork in the path. So yeah. If um this relates to you, like I said, let me know. I can definitely see this work into my own life this week and most weeks to be honest, where it's like, do I do this thing or that thing? Do I trust my head or my heart? Do I choose what is safe and what I always do? Or do I take a risk and Like I said, um, I think a lot of us probably relate to not wanting to ask other people's opinions or help, but it's not always a bad thing unless you're one of those people who just gets, you know, all their life choices made by others, which I also don't want to encourage because that just leads you to more indecision and stuckness. But yeah, that is our tarot reading for this week. So, I figured since I have my favorite podcast guest with me, um, that I'd rope her into doing another episode with me. So, welcome to the Non Dairy Presenting Podcast, Tamara. How do you feel? I feel like an
1: honorary scholar of this university, the Non Dairy Presenting University.
0: Non <laughs> Dairy, you. Know? <Non-dairy> you. Yeah. <laughs> It's great to be here. Also, this university is completely free and really radical. So Mm. I think it's exactly the type of place you'd want to enroll. I agree, actually. Yeah, Yeah, that should be
1: government funded for sure.
0: (laughs) So this has been something we've been talking about in our time online where we've been approached by different companies and such Mm
1: -hmm. and where,
0: you know, we've been talking about marketing and influencing... Off camera, off the mic, off camera, off camera. <laughs> this is not being filmed for a while. But um, the question for this week is, is gender neutral marketing non-dairy presenting? That was such a badly timed burp. I'm so sorry. Um, okay, so I feel that
1: it is non-dairy presenting, but it's gaslighting at the same time, <laughs> because I feel like at its core, it is not at all non-dairy presenting. I feel like it's a ruse mm-hmm. and it's like a hook in there.
0: Yeah. You know, because with the um, non-gender, you know, gender neutral marketing, this product can be used by anyone. It doesn't make sense for a lot of items, in my opinion. Yes.
1: And it's it seems like something that they apply to attract a certain audience. And that feels like really direct baiting. Mm. Um, and it's something that I... Think that I am quite like I would be won over by it because I'm like, oh my god, that's so amazing! It immediately includes me, yeah, because of my queerness. Mm. Um, but then I'm like, well, wait, this is just like makeup, but or like skincare, which is gender neutral anyway because you can wear moisturizer no matter how you identify sexually or otherwise. Yeah,
0: it's like, you know what, men can moisturize now, yeah, non binary people can moisturize now, yeah, or. <laughs>
1: I don't know. I don't know. There's a there's a lot of things that are gendered inherently. Like we were talking about nail polish and makeup and stuff. That is slowly starting to become more gender neutral, but there are certain products where I'm just like, you're just saying this because you want me to buy it, yeah, rather than actually possessing any sort of gender neutrality Absolutely. in the product. Absolutely.
0: Also thinking about the history of marketing certain products, women didn't shave their legs and armpits for the last you know 200 years but men have always used shaving cream and Mm. you know that has been a thing for you know a long time and then it was like oh how can we sell more razors Mm. because of the war because men weren't buying as many razors and then they went oh you know what we should make it so that women feel that their armpits need to be hairless their legs need to be smooth their pussies need to be (laughs) ingrown (laughs) bald (laughs) bald eagles um and you know like ingrown hairs obviously all these results where it's like oh maybe maybe this area shouldn't be shaved and that's why i get all these ingrown hairs right Mm. but that started to make the marketing of razors in this instance it's more gendered yeah
1: exactly and they have like you know those i hate them those man shakes and the lady
0: shakes absolutely like that's
1: examples of really gendered marketing and i think that's been the the landscape for the last probably 50 years
0: and there is actually a, a what's called a pink tax um on items that are pink so when you go to Um, chemist's warehouse and look at a five pack of razors for women versus Mm. a five pack of razors for men Mm. the men's razors will be cheaper and they'll probably have more blades and also be better
1: i like the pink
0: ones, (laughs) (laughs) marketed um, influenced yeah Um, and now there's that
1: sort of attempt to create a third market which is gender neutral? Yeah, neutral? Neutral.
0: neutrality,
1: neutrality. Um, we're yeah. like,
0: oh, all right. We have blue razors, we have pink razors. Now we get green razors yeah. for the for the NBS and the the general people, and they're probably even more expensive. And they have like one scraggly little blade <laughs> that's gonna give you so many ingrowns.
1: Totally, it's like where. We're staying in our lanes so much that way, right? It's like, oh, I'm a woman, therefore I'm going to be ushered into the female toilet and I'm going to be ushered into female marketing and I'll only buy these things. And it sort of relies on the fact that you will just automatically do that because you see the signals and you're like, pink, me. Yeah. Or blue, me. Yeah. And then now it's going to be like another palette, like yellow, green, beige, fucking whatever in the oh, middle.
0: Oh, my God. All the beigenes. beige. Beige. No. I'm so sick of it. And you're right, with um. The- nail polish that is definitely something that has always been so gendered where when I was a nanny for example um the little boy I was nannying and his sister she loved nail polish and he wanted it too right Mm, and then it's it's like it's fun like Why can't little boys wear nail polish? Mm-hmm. So now we have Harry Styles, friend of the show. <laughs> <laughs> really? No. <Okay. laughs> no, but like nothing against you if you're a Harry Styles fan, of course. But he's selling his nail polish bottles mm-hmm. um, under his brand to be like, boys can wear nail polish because I wear nail polish. When
1: they could wear any nail polish for L- half the price. <laughs>
0: Absolutely. You can yeah. just get it from... Chemist warehouse friend of the show (laughs) not sponsored you know nail polish doesn't have to be expensive if it's just fun but then
1: I guess it it begs the question like where do you put your money and what does that mean like I could buy a cheaper nail polish if I was you know biologically male and I wanted to wear nail polish and I would go and get like OPI or whatever Mm. but that would be supporting the, the continued gendered nature of nail polish because it's traditionally marketed towards women
0: yeah
1: or do you put your money towards the effort to make things gender neutral that's the only reason that i would buy something that's gender neutral is because like yes i'm supporting you in continuing this work to level the playing field and get rid of those fucking man-sized meals in the freezer
0: (laughs) (laughs) yeah i feel like you're right it's about voting with your dollar right you're voting for the gender neutral product but then is the intention of the gender neutral product or the people who created it is it just a bunch of straights who are like we're gonna cash in on the non-binary gender neutral non-pink wash non-blue wash dollar Mm. like are you lining like the same people's pockets anyway yeah it just requires
1: so much research these days on the part of the consumer Mm. right it's like it's such a political act buying anything now it is and that's in some ways good but it's also exhausting
0: It is exhausting and I blame <laughs> I blame online and chronically online culture mm. for that because I've seen this where you know you purchase anything or post about anything and it's like oh well now by posting about this business you're supporting them yeah or when you... they're
1: actually supporting you
0: <laughs> yeah. yeah or also um, people being like, I mean, what was it, the tea that we tried? Do you remember that sample tea I got from. Yes, the cult. The cult. What is it called? Oh,
1: Celestial Seasonings.
0: Celestial Seasonings. I actually read up on them because so many people were like, Did you know Celestial Seasonings is a cult? And I was like, well, people in the cult still have to make money. <laughs> yeah, and also like show me a business that
1: isn't a cult.
0: Absolutely, but yeah, the celestial seasoning ones. If you want to look into it, it's quite wild. They're like white supremacists. Oh, oh I didn't know that. Yeah, or like they just have like crazy like eugenics like <gasps> that's right ideas. Yeah, and but then it's like, how do you make this amazing tea when you? <laughs> yeah, I'm like I'm a I'm a black non-binary person sipping on this <laughs> yeah and celestial seasonings it's making my day so much fucking better just sleepy time tea is lulling me to sleep and guess what i paid seven dollars for this tea but <laughs> it's worth every cent so
1: there's like this whole thing i guess then that you could say is like radical consumerism where like you either purchase a product or consume a product based on what it says politically mm-hmm Because you as a black non-binary person drinking the tea of of (laughs) white supremacist cult is in itself a big fuck you to them and their system Mm. Um, and you enjoying their product as well. Like it gives you satisfaction. I just like, there's so much in it that you stand in the fucking supermarket and you're like, I have no idea what I'm doing.
0: Absolutely. And I also think that just like lends itself to people getting fatigued over Mm. like, you know, SJW fatigue in a way like mm. oh well um you can't enjoy a cup of tea of the brand you like and yeah. also it's not I think with some things it's easy to find a replacement mm. um but with others it's not that's so true and even thinking about you know this isn't exactly about gender neutral marketing at this point but when at the cheese brand the Australian cheese brand coon oh, yeah. changed their name to chia yeah and people were so upset about them changing their name that we were like we're gonna boycott chia cheese which is so dumb because chia is chia is a cute name it's so cute we actually have the mozzarella it's chia cheese i would
1: really recommend that actually yeah, <laughs> yeah like eating it so
0: eating it by the slice yeah <laughs> um, <laughs> And it's it's just those little changes that a brand makes to be more inclusive,
1: right? Exactly. Exactly. Like Redskins as well, I remember when that was a massive thing. Everyone's like, Let let it be. Yeah. Why do we have to change everything and make it okay? And yeah. It's like, well actually there is there's a need. But it's when it tips over into being a profit driven thing rather than um like a social driven thing.
0: Absolutely. But then
1: are we being realistic if we ever expect businesses to think socially before monetarily?
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't think we are being realistic with any of our demands and we shouldn't have to be, too. That's true, yeah. Because, yeah, I mean, it's not like we're going to see every, like, girly brand rebrand itself to being, you know, gender neutral. I mean, there
1: is there is quite a lot of that, but I think, you know, that trad wife thing
0: and, yeah.
1: like, the... The complete opposite of that is what a lot of people are reverting to at the moment. Mm. But then you've got other brands like even like Cotton On and Sports Girl. Like they're really, Sports Girl was so like fluorescent very recently. And now I can see that they're kind of turning it back a little bit. Like even the shop fit outs, um, brows and things as well is becoming a little bit less um by virtue of being more more inclusive to different types of bodies that's inherently moving towards genderless marketing rather than extreme gendered marketing
0: i think so too because then it it, it means that like now if bras and things for example expands their size range or if um let's say a shoe brand expands their size range of high heels so now more Folks with bigger feet who may be trans can wear their shoes. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's its own form of genderless marketing by inclusivity without yeah. having to let go of like the lace and frills and mm, whatnot. Exactly. Because yeah, not everyone is gonna wanna wear uh, bras and things, corset. True. But, um, but make, that's like what make, s- yeah, make, Savage X
1: Fenty says that you can do.
0: So as true. Well. Yeah, Rihanna has done a really nice job including apart from that interview remember that interview yeah. <laughs> i was so <laughs>
1: that miss universe one that's like yeah. yes
0: and the iraq and like anyone <laughs> anyone can do it. Yeah. and the non-binary and everyone's included <laughs> but it's cool because she has um plus size male models on the mm-hmm, runway mm-hmm. which is like not a thing mm-hmm. in most other places and I like silky boxer shorts which must feel nice, <laughs> which I would like, just in case you're listening, Rihanna. Thank you. Yes, and that's um, do you think there'll be like a change of you know, let's say you go into your canvas beauty store vibe and um, instead of having like the pink and the blue section, it's all just next to each other. Look, I think that the straight white male
1: that is the face of Australia will definitely. Get in the way of that. I mm. think maybe there will be like certain stores. You know how in cities certain stores like really up their campness, but in regional areas they're very straight and yeah. very heterosexual. The elimination of camp is very much the prerogative of the. Mm outer suburbs and regional areas of australia (laughs) um so i think potentially like you know there's queer bws's in sydney on oxford street but nowhere else so maybe it will be situational where they know that it's going to be acceptable or even celebrated yeah um
0: and even that is so dumb because like alcohol truly has no gender yet right like what
1: yeah right there's so much of that going on especially for world pride where it's just like and now he's a gay one and you're like really yeah. How is this wine pansexual? <laughs> it,
0: it just it just is. Like right? it's allowed for sure. Anyone can drink this wine. Yeah, yeah. As long as you're smart. It's sapiosexual wine. <laughs>
1: <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I think um I think this is an the first sort of foray into it right now. Yeah. Like there's a lot of genderless stuff going on and going around in terms of what's on offer as product. Um, but it's whether or not people are having these discussions about it. Or they're just like, oh my god, yeah, it includes me. Yeah. I'll go in. And if that's what's happening, then absolutely fabulous. If it encourages more um, non-female presenting people to wear nail polish, then I'm all about it.
0: I love that. All of this to
1: say, is there a product that you can genuinely think of that is, in fact, inherently gender neutral? Just off the top of your head.
0: Just on top of a knife. (laughs) 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 That is so gendered. Are you joking?
1: Right. All All I think about is like women women stabbing their husbands with kitchen knives.
0: Yeah, but then there's like chefs and stuff. Oh yeah, chefs. I don't know. (laughs) Chefs seem that
1: feels like it's still a male dominated industry.
0: Yeah, I guess so. It's an
1: industry, though.
0: It is an industry. Okay, let's think of another one then. I feel like maybe like um, Clearasil. Clearasil, yeah, Dr. Bronner's. Fancy Clearasil, yes. yeah. <laughs> yeah, like soap. Yeah, I feel like
1: pimples are really just, they're gender neutral Yeah, as an experience.
0: And actually, you know, when you do walk through the chemist again, you know, just as an example, you have those sections where it's like, this is all pink and blue, and then you have to like in between where it's like, oh, this is kind of whatever. Yeah, Palmer's as well, Palmer's yeah. body
1: balm. Yeah. yeah, that sort of...
0: Uh, like N- hmm. Um blue and white i know it's like blue but that like cream thing the yeah. cream yeah. yeah that's gender neutral for sure there you go and i mean if you think it is then something's wrong with you <laughs> 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 you would be like nevea for women yeah no <laughs>
1: moisturize there you go there are some gender neutral products you can support if you are so inclined
0: and also gender neutral alcohol yeah it's yeah it. it's not saying that stop gendering cocktails yeah please yeah oh i love didn't we just solve whatever issue it is by the end of each episode yeah, no we're it's like, done it's done we're like yeah cool we've yeah.
1: eliminated that as an issue in the world
0: absolutely we're like anything can be gender neutral just mm. um don't be a dickhead
1: you're <laughs> getting pimples full stop,
0: yeah. full stop. <laughs> support the pimple industry <laughs> <laughs> thank you so much for joining me on this episode thank
1: you for having me it's been a blast
0: And just like that, we solved gender-neutral marketing and come to the end of this episode. If you liked the podcast, if you liked the podcast, follow and review it. It means so much. And I will be back next week by myself for another episode. Bye.